Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness, the show where Rachel Newman and myself, Daniel Fairman, sit down with leading founders, executives, and investors committed to building a healthier future for consumers. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest partner, Element. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means a science-backed electrolyte ratio with none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. I've personally been using Element for nearly six months now daily, and it's not only the cleanest hydration powder in terms of function, but I love the taste, especially the citrus and watermelon flavors. Today on Subscribing to Wellness, we are joined by Laurel Orley, Diane Orley, and Dan Stevenson, co-founder of Daily Crunch Snacks. Daily Crunch is a woman-owned, mission-driven, and sustainably sourced company that makes uniquely crunchy sprouted nut snacks that taste as good as they make you feel. Daily Crunch is a superfood-infused sprouted nut and trail nut mix without added sugars, preservatives, or additives, as well as minimal to no oil. You can find the product in over 5,000 stores across the country. We shot this episode right before Expo West, and it was a great conversation. Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness. How are you guys? Great. Great. Thank you so much for joining. And, and for our listeners, I have Laurel, Dan, and Diane all on the line, all three. So super lucky to get all three of them. Are you guys going to Expo ne- next week is my first question. We, we are. are Expo strong. Um, Dan, Diane, and I, like we're, we're launching two new flavors next week, one salty, one sweet. And, you know, it's a day in the life of a startup brand where it's like, do we ship everything out? Did it get there in time? Is it going to arrive on time? What do we have to pack ourselves? But it's all excited, exciting energy. Yeah. Are the, uh, do we have to keep those two flavors secret until next week or we'll talk about them today? Um, Dan and Diane, what, what I do you think all we're, uh, by the time, uh, this comes out, we'll, we'll have announced them at expo. So that's right. this probably won't come out for at least a few weeks, so we can definitely get into that later. Um, well, anyways, excited to have each of you, Diane, Laurel, Dan would love to open up to any of you guys, just to maybe talk a little bit about daily crunch, the origin story, what got you kind of motivated to start a company in the almond space. Diane, why don't you kick it off from um, sure. okay. 18 years yep. ago? 20 years ago. Um, so I learned this process. My sister visited India. She saw the women drop their nuts in water um, for, for you know, health reasons. And, and she took it a step further and dehydrated them. And I was visiting her in Austin. And she's a very, she's a vegetarian, very progressive eater. And I just um, love them, fell in love with them and said, you have to teach me how. Brought the process back home to Michigan and just began making them in my basement. And my friends and family would just devour them and want to buy them and suggested I go into business. So I made a little website, tiny, and just word of mouth. And I got customers from all over the country that were ordering and calling me and it just wouldn't go away. I did nothing to promote it really. Um, and it's just been a passion. I love, I'm a foodie. I love to see people eat yummy and healthy. Um, and I raised three kids. Um, and, uh, yeah, so 
that's it. And then Laurel approached me uh, about four years ago and suggested my niece, Laurel is my niece by marriage, suggested we take this mainstream. There was nothing like it in the mainstream category. And here we are. And it's just been a journey of a lifetime. Love and, it. Yeah. So Diane is in Michigan and Dan and I are in Nashville. So um, when we were going through the pre-launch phase, I met Dan through the Entrepreneurs Association in Nashville. And Dan, I don't know if you want to kind of tell your story about how you became our, our third amazing co-founder. Yeah, I, uh, I, I love that story. I mean, we, we all came to this product through, through different paths and careers. I actually started mine in finance. Um, and while I was working, my finance job started a mac and cheese line uh, that started out as just a passion project, uh, taking and selling um, these amazing mac and cheeses, artisan mac and cheeses at farmer's markets. Um, took that from farmer's markets to about 3,000 doors of natural healthy in the frozen set. Uh, really cut my teeth on that. And, uh, you know, after growing and building that, um, moved into consulting for CPG businesses. Um, met Diane and Laurel through EO, Entrepreneurs Organization. And, um, and I knew there was... Uh, something about spe special about them as founders um, and was really excited to just partner in the energy that we were bringing. But I also knew there's something different uh, and unique about the product. Um, I saw it as a um, like a clean, like a, a, a great medium for flavor and snacking. You already had this crunch that you never had somewhere else. I didn't know an almond or nuts needed to be crunchier or healthier, but that's in fact what this process made them. Um, and, you know, I obviously care a lot about flavor and texture. I came coming from mac and cheese and, and saw this as a way to be able to grow, um, meet those chef driven with, um, with a healthy trend, um, something that people could eat and enjoy every day. So I know there are a million protein powders on the market these days, but when I tell you that this protein powder is my absolute favorite, I mean it. Sprout Living makes plant-based protein powders that help support my active lifestyle. Sprout Living only uses real, powerful superfood adaptogens and nootropics. Their blends are not only tasty, but also functional. No gums or thickeners like most protein powders use. No natural flavorings, just the whole real deal ingredients. My personal favorite is the vanilla leucoma. Head over to go.sproutliving.com backslash subscribing to wellness and use code sub to protein for 20% off your order. Love it. And so you had this idea, Diane, kind of through personal passion. Dan came in, you kind of have the finance kind of backbone and mindset um, through your experiences. And then also a lot of CPG, like sales and general growth experience. And then Laurel, you had a, you had a marketing background, right? Yeah. So I worked on the Unilever business for 13 years. I worked on brands like the Dove campaign for real beauty. I know more about mayonnaise by working on the Hellman's account than more people should know about mayonnaise. <laughs> um, and I loved consumer packaged goods. It's been a huge passion. Love it. Sounds like the dream team. Um, so then thinking more and kind of digging into the product, um, you know, you guys have kind of a nice array of flavors, some sweeter, some spicy, all kind of salty. Um, in the early days when you kind of inherited this this passion product from Diane, what are kind of the first few things 
that you guys focus on to ensure that you guys were bringing something that was really ready to perform pretty early on in, in some of the bigger conventional retailer names? Yeah, I can jump in and then pass the baton on. But, you know, we always say that, you know, the the problem is that there's been very little innovation in what we call a trusty but dusty nut snack category. So we all know the big players within trail mix and nut snacks, but, you know, as far as shaking up that aisle, it's a massive category and they're just, it's, it's been pretty stagnant with innovation. And that's where we come in and bring in this innovation with our patent pending, um, soak sprout dehydrate process that really gives you a texture difference. Like we are transforming the texture of nuts. So with an almond, it really crunches like a chip. I always tell people, think of a bare apple chip. It's just a dehydrated um, apple, sliced apple in a dehydrator, yet it completely transformed the texture. And that is what we're doing to an almonds. And um, Diane and Dan really come in with their um, kind of pseudo chef backgrounds with bringing these flavors to life. So Dan is the one who came up with our most recent uh, flavor, Nashville Hot which, you know, you then combine a really innovative flavor on top of already being sprouted. Love it. Um, could you talk more? So I think what makes the product really unique and we've touched on this in prior calls and obviously this is a big part of like your functional attribute and call out on the packaging and the name. The process of like getting this to be more crunchy, like most of us eat almonds, it kind of has like a different kind of mouthfeel kind of when you're chewing on it, but this has this kind of like hollow um, kind of fill open, open space within the actual almond itself that makes it a much enjoyable snacking item. How did you guys land on that insight? And I guess like, what was the process of getting to the place where the product is kind of formulated as such? And is, is it possible to, I guess, put IP around that? Yeah, so we do have a patent pending around this process and our version um, of the sprouting process. And in this process, um, the patent is covered by time, temperature, um, and um, some of the things that we add to it. But what we what we found is that the almond during this process not only sheds phytic acid, phytic acid is an anti-nutrient, which actually inhibits digestion. So there are a lot of people that we've come across, um, and if you ask them, have trouble digesting nuts. Um, in fact, the 30% of all women in the United States suffer from IBS, and a lot of it has to do with things that can be fixed with a FODMAP diet. We are a FODMAP-friendly item, um, and so we are trying to continually connect with those people that suffer from that and say they can't eat nuts um, because we have this process that allows them to enjoy it. So beyond being able to enjoy it, that almond swells up uh, about 50% in size, um, and and if you didn't dehydrate it, it would be filled with water. So we actually slow, low temperature, slow process dehydration, remove that water and it leaves that hollowed core intact and you end up with this amazing crunch. Um, and we all know that crunch is linked towards repetitive eating. Um, and so, you know, a lot of things that kind of get tossed into better for you snacks, which is growing um, from a 35 to a $72 billion category over the next eight years. A lot of those things are things that you really can't eat every day and aren't good for you. We truly are good for you. And, um, and, and we've taken something that we, people know they need to eat more nuts in their diet, 
Um, and we're giving you a way to do it in a more enjoyable fashion. Um, so I really think that that process, it's tough to, I've always said it's tough to lead with education. Um, so you got to do it with great packaging um, and let people try it, get it in their mouths. And then it, for people that want to know more, there's so much more to share with them about it. Yeah. I love, I love that crunch uh, texture and it's such a unique approach um, to the snack. And then I just think generally, right, when you're going after a category as, as competitive as snacking, and that's broad, that's a broad term, obviously there's kind of subcategories in snacking, trying to find like unique ways to drive differentiation is really hard, right? Um, you look at the bar category, it's so fragmented, it's nearly impossible at this point to find something that's really, really different. There's, you know, there's bars that are now doing energy, there's bars that are plant-based proteins. It's just not, it's hard to really find a true point of differentiation is my point in simple simple terms. And I think you guys are doing a tremendous job with the crunch attribute and then also extremely unique flavors. And then I think what's also interesting about your business that I'd love for you guys to talk to talk about is just kind of your success in drug. Um, I wouldn't say that most CPG brands in the early days are able to conquer that channel or even think about conquering that channel. Like a lot of CPG brands, you know, the classic playbook is to go into specialty, you know, naturals, Whole Foods, et cetera. And then, you know, as time goes by and there's more scale and there's more brand recognition and margin room, we'll go to conventional and eventually mass. Could you talk more about kind of the decision to start off maybe with a big splash and in, in kind of a unique channel and how you guys execute so well there? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I, oh. cool. I'll, I'll, I'll say one note and then I'll pass it to Dan because I think we both have different um, like points we want to say about that. When During COVID, when we were a new brand and we couldn't go to any trade shows, we had to think outside the box. We had an initial plan that was the typical natural products plan of like you roll out a natural channel and then you do stage two and stage three. And all of a sudden we couldn't do that. So um, during Expo East, they decided to make it virtual and we took advantage of that. I remember staying up till three o'clock in the morning, emailing like 200 different people on the platform. And you know what? 99% of them didn't respond. But of those 1% that responded, one of them was um, the editor of Good Housekeeping who put us in the Good Housekeeping Best Snack Awards that year. And one of the other ones was this woman from the CVS Health Hub. And she said, you know what? We're gonna test you in 300 stores. And we said, you know what, let's do it. What do we have to lose? And we ended up getting put in this um, section that was all healthy snacks and that has evolved where I'll have Dan tell the rest of the story. Yeah, I mean, I had a pretty regimented strategy rollout and map and going into drug was not on it, to be completely honest. Um, we saw it as an opportunity when it came up to do it as a test. And I look at a lot of the things that we've done over the last three years. So it'll be three years this week. We were supposed to launch at Expo West on yeah. National Day, March 4th, 2020. Happy and, birthday to us next yeah, week. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So over three years, uh, that really wasn't in, in the rollout plan. Um, but as the buyer led us into where they were trying to take this category, um, we saw that it was different. It wasn't um, across where all their private label low quality snacks were and the brands that they were either adding to it or growing uh, were the types of brands that we wanted to be alongside. 
Um, and so that set today. Um, so after a year in it, um, our velocities were twice the category average. They cut two thirds of the brands and um, they grew ours from 300 to 3000 doors in CBS. And, you know, that's, um, that's a big growth there, but we also saw that in this fuel up and go set at CVS, those are the types of brands that we look at, not as competitors, but as um, brands that we already shop and buy and support and are building companies alongside um, in this industry. Um, and so I wouldn't say that drug is necessarily doing it right across the board, um, but CVS had a vision and they're starting to execute that on how they can really integrate healthy snacks into their, um, into their stores. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, when I think about drug, like from the investor perspective and especially with personal care, it's such a challenge because buyers really go in there knowing exactly what they want to buy. I think on the personal care side, you go in there and you buy Crest. And so, for example, if you're doing toothpaste. And so then I think that coming in as a, as a challenger brand, especially in the personal care space, is it's almost impossible to win. And the few that have done it have spent a lot of time really building brand awareness online. If you think about like Harry's or any of those kind of brands, they were online for so long. They had such big brand awareness. Then you go into drug and it can work. I do think, though, that from a food and beverage perspective, it's not the most common place to go do your weekly grocery shopping. So it's really a trial channel for food and beverage where consumers will just grab things kind of on the go. And so I think from a trial perspective, you're opening yourself up to such a wide audience of potential first time customers who then they really like the product will go on to repeat buy and then find it on shelf in conventional and natural where they, you know, where they're doing their regular shopping. Um, so the fact that you guys conquer that channel right off the bat to me is like a huge leading indicator that this product is sticky. Um, even compared to conquering like a whole foods where it's like a more kind of normal buy, even not to say that whole foods isn't competitive. That's just my opinion. Um, okay that Daniel and and it, it ties into a bigger thesis that we have um, that kind of started during the COVID era is how do we drive profitable trial so there's a ton of ways to give away product and to make nothing off of it but what are the alternative channels that maybe don't have as large a set or that have a different pack size that we can actually get people to try our product and become customers um, so one of the other areas we've really grown in is the travel channel um, so we're in a growing amount of airports. We're actually launching in uh, with OTG and Chibo Express in all 75 locations in April. Um, so we and we've been working with Marshall Retail Group for the last two years. Um, and that's one of them. Another one would be like Thrive Market online, but still a wholesale relationship, um, changing the way people are getting their healthy snacks and finding them. Same with Hungry Root and Snack Magic. All these are, are things that have grown uh, that weren't necessarily there pre-pandemic in the way that they are now. Same with GoPuff and DoorDash. Um, people have ways to profitably try our product rather than us just giving them away because we know we're giving them a quality product, but it's just giving it to them in different form, finding them in, their, in the circle of their day. Love it. And I think you guys recently started honing in a little more on the mission stories surrounding mental health. Um, would love to hear how, kind of how that ties into the product story and, and just generally what you guys are doing to really support mental health advocacy. Sure, I'll take this one. So um, I lost a child almost nine and a half years ago to suicide. Um, 
he, he was a completely normal, popular, handsome kid through high school and part of college um, and had a psychotic break and went on to um, struggle with bipolar disorder. Um, anyway, through that, we, you know, I just marched up to Ann Arbor to see what I could do to help the next kid struggling. He was a student at University of Michigan. So we helped uh, launch a small, something that had already been started, a small club on campus, and we just helped grow it called the Wolverine Support Network. Uh, now it's under the umbrella of the Support Network, and we're in about eight colleges around the country and hope to be in many more. We're, we're just trying to move very strategically and slowly so it's done right. But it's proven to save lives. Um, you know, it's been proven that peer support it works better than most anything, even, you know, traditional therapy. Um, so, yeah, so we have a huge, you know, that, that when we looked for a mission in the beginning, there was no question as to what it would be. And since then, in these three years with COVID and social media, there's, it's a crisis. It's a true uh, health crisis in, in our country, anxiety and depression and, and mental illness. So it touches, I think, everybody's lives in one way or another. And um, so we really hope to make a difference in the future. Um, I just want to build on that, that, um, you know, I, when I worked on the Dove campaign for Real Beauty, I saw single-handedly how a mission-driven brand can just, you know, ch change the perception of things. And for them, it was changing the, the stigma of how people perceive beauty. And it was a soap brand. You know, it, it wasn't like this immediate connection, but they've built something to be revolutionary. For us, you know, it, it was a no-brainer that it's mental health, um, but we also see that what you eat and how you feel go hand in hand. It all ladders up to brain health and it starts with self-care. I think so many people put emphasis on their physical self-care, but uh, not enough people are doing that on their mental health care. So, um, you know, we talk about this a lot and we want to talk about it a lot more. I think a lot of people who get really excited about new brands um, want to know the story behind the brand. It's not just the founders, but it's also what do they stand for? Uh, we're seeing this a lot more for people in, you know, that that age group of between 18 and 34. They want to know what does this brand stand for? What is its mission? What is its story? And we have that story to share with Daily Crunch. I love it. First, Diane, thank you for, for sharing that personal story. Really appreciate it. Um, and Laurel, I couldn't agree more. I think that brands that are authentically aligning themselves with a mission that is, of course, like you talked about how food is, you know, healthy food is good for the brand, but even just bigger than kind of the core strategy of the company is surrounding function and flavor, I think it goes a long way. And I also know that almonds are filled with vitamin E, if I'm not mistaken. And I also think vitamin E is really good for your brain in terms of memory. Um, so it does, it does make a lot of sense there in terms of also just like product strategy. Um, I think just moving forward, what what are you guys kind of focused on in, in the next one to two years strategically? I'd love to hear a little more about kind of the main flavors that you guys are seeing success with and then maybe how you're thinking about flavor innovation for the future because I know you got a few irons um, coming out soon. Um, I'll, I'll kick this off. So, well, first of all, Daniel, thank you. I think you just, uh, we have a net newsletter we're going to share now about vitamin E. So I appreciate it. The um the words of wisdom, a reminder about vitamin E and almonds. Um, 
you know, we do all our R&D ourselves. We don't outsource it. We don't have, you know, we're, we're uh, a startup and while we're growing very fast, we do it ourselves. So um, we, we've seen how much success we've had with Nashville Hot. We um, know that consumers really love salty snacks, but again, we're trying to lean into being innovative and also to to stay stay with being a healthy brand. Um, so I'll we'll do the big reveal for Expo West next week, which we are going to be revealing our um, dill pickle sprouted almonds with pepitas. Really excited about this one. We actually soak it in apple cider vinegar, which we know how important that is. One of our big heroes and make what makes us really differentiates us is that we have the power to soak not just in water during the sprouting process, but with other flavors. So we're always testing this out. We have our coffee plus coconut. There's this, it just launched an Air One and a bunch of other um, retailers. We soak that in organic coffee for 48 hours. So our new dill pickle is soaked in apple cider vinegar. And then we mix it with all these incredible ingredients that make it this dill uh, pickle flavor, but it's not caked in sugar and these other ingredients that you find in our competitors. And it has that crunch. Our other flavor that we're launching at Expo West, drum roll, is our pomegranate rose. So Love we it. soak this in rose water. I couldn't and guess that on LinkedIn the other day, by the way. I wanted <laughs> I like wanted to comment and guess, but I just the person who had commented before I'd taken what I thought it was, um, which was hibiscus. I thought it was hibiscus. <laughs> Um, but, but love it. Pomegranate rose. Very cool. And yeah, we soak this in rose water. And then before it goes in the dehydrator, we mix it with upcycled um, pomegranate seeds, salted pistachios, rose petals, and date honey. And um, we are going to be sharing this out at Expo. And I think like, you know, one of my words of wisdom is, you know, First of all, you have to be the squeaky wheel if you're a, if you're a startup emerging brand. You can't wait for people to come to you. You have to go to them. And for us, we're revealing these flavors at Expo, and we plan on doing an exclusive with a retailer um, from Expo. We did this with when we launched Nashville Hot. We did a 60-day exclusive with Thrive Market, and we um, are looking very forward to finding a retailer next week who is going to do this exclusive with us to um, roll it out nationally. Love it. Hugely exciting. Very excited to try it next week. Um, but yeah, that, that's really, really cool. One other question I have, and it's it's not, I don't want to be negatively framed. I'm just curious how you guys think through this strategically is just like the supply of almonds. Um obviously a bit water intensive farmers trying to pull back and be a bit more like client friendly. How do you guys think through kind of like securing supply chain of almonds for the future? Is that something that like you guys have to think through really like strategically from a long-term perspective or how do you just think through that as like more of like a raw material input and managing that as you guys scale? Well, I think it starts with, with partnerships and knowing who you're partnering with. Um, and one of the things that we've set up from the very beginning is is sourcing all of our own raw materials and just working on a tolling basis when we work with the, with third-party manufacturing. Um, it allows us to continue to highlight and uh, um, build that relationship with the suppliers. 
Um, and our supplier for almonds, um, you know, the, where we buy 90% of our almonds from, um, is the largest bee-friendly certified almond farmer in the world. Um, they're based in North um, Northern California. They're in the part of the valley that isn't um, require uh, quite the water intensity. And they've been leading practices on uh, sustainability in the industry for the last 30 years. Um, so including um, practices around drip irrigation, um, their solar power run. They've actually um, pioneered um, regenerative agriculture that they're testing on 170 acres of their own land. Um, and so all these things um, are things that we'd love to share because not all almond farms are created equally. A lot of almond farms aren't doing any of these things, aren't protecting the bees, aren't using steam pasteurization instead of chemical pasteurization. Um, but but we are. And, um, and I think... Um, you know, pricing will fluctuate, but if I can build into the model long term of where almonds have been on a long term basis, you know, stack some of the games and hopefully don't have to change prices too much when almond prices fluctuate some um, and then lock in long term contracts for six to 12 months at a time to get through any um, rough patches or seasons. Love that. I think it's crucial. And I think it's another I mean, even another thing you can talk about on packaging or communications to consumers, right? Like you're really focused on water conservation. You're you're using a, a supplier who who wants to implement regenerative ag. And so I think as consumers, you know, continue to become increasingly more focused on sustainability position when they approach the shelf. I think you guys have a huge opportunity there just based off of doing it right from, from day one. Um, so awesome to hear that as well. Um, cool. I think we're kind of running out of time here, but would love to just ask you guys one last question. I asked this to each of my guests. So what it means to each of you to, to subscribe to wellness. So maybe if each of you could just share one or two habits that you're focused on, whether it's physical, mental, et cetera, um, that empower you to live a healthy life while managing daily crunch. Uh, that is, th that's a great question. Um, I'll start. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I'll just say that uh, to me, exercise and eating healthy are my two things um, that get me through every day moving forward. Uh, yeah. For me, um, when I work from home and we aren't um, together, I go on walks with my dog, even if it's like 10, 15 minutes, just to get a mental health kind of break. I also started getting really into hot yoga I go at five or 6 a.m. in the morning. I found I have three kids and I have a very busy household. That is my me time. If I want to have me time, it needs to be at 5 a.m. So that's that's how I am subscribing to wellness for myself. I've um, more recently, and I'll go through spurts of this, but I've been re re recording my macros and basically inputting all the foods that I do eat. And it actually helps me track a lot better. Um, and so I've combined that with intermittent fasting um, and keto and, um, you know, I've lost 23 pounds since January. And so I think wow. that this feels uh, sustainable. Um, you know, the news on erythritol doesn't really help the keto movement. But uh, beyond that, um, I, I just think that um, finding what works for you that you can live with long term, um, whether it's diet or routines, um, is super helpful. Um, you know, we've been working out of the Soho house in Nashville and, um, 
I've made that part of my routine is to get a workout every time we we work out of there. And so that's also just been a, a healthy habit that I've started to build in. Love all those answers. Definitely diet and exercise for me as well. I'm trying to mix in Laurel, the early morning workout. So I find that if I, if I instill the discipline to do it, my, the rest of my day is so much better. Um, but I still, I'm still, I'm probably batting 500, which I'm actually proud of. That's um, good. So yeah. Awesome. I want to add one thing. I, yeah. I want to add one thing. Being, being yeah. the mama here, I yeah. want to remind you all the young people to nature is a huge, huge thing and don't ever take it for granted and stop and smell the roses. Yeah. That's my advice. It's a, it's a very fast world we're in. So yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it as well. Cool. Well, thanks for thanks for joining me today. Um, Laurel, would you want to just let our audience know where um, consumers can learn more a bit a little bit more about Daily Crunch? Sure. So um, you can learn more on our our website dailycrunchsnacks.com. You can also learn more about us if you want to follow us on Instagram dailycrunch underscore underscore snacks. And if you want to learn more about us as founders, we are pretty vocal on LinkedIn. We are in 5,000 doors across the country and we are on Amazon if you want to try us. So we appreciate the support and we hope you try all of our new flavors and get crunching with uh, the Daily Crunch family. Love it. Thank you guys all for joining and, and have a great week and I'll see you at Expo next week. All right. Stay Thanks, crunchy. Daniel. Today's episode is brought to you in partnership with Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to see what the hype was all about. Now, I literally can't miss a day. It's the first thing I put in my body every single morning. As someone who suffers from IBS, AG1 has completely improved my gut health and allows me to have sustained energy throughout the day. And since I'm always on the go, the travel packs make it so easy to stay consistent wherever I am. Love it. I've personally been taking AG1 for a while. And as someone who lacked a multivitamin routine, AG1 has been the perfect product to mix into my morning routine. Truthfully, I was a skeptic at first as I'm with most supplements and vitamins, but I've felt noticeably better at the start of morning workouts and definitely have seen an improvement in my digestive health. I tend to mix my AG1 with two tablespoons of lemon juice and coconut water, and it's delicious. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash STW. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash STW to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. Feel free to rate, review, and share the podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Wellness. If you'd like to sponsor us, please see the supporter link in our podcast bio. We hope everyone has a great rest of week filled with wellness, and we'll see you next time.